Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach, and I have a fantastic interview today. I was having so much fun talking with my guests. I almost forgot to start the podcast, but the clock on the wall dictates everything, so I got to keep rolling here. Let me introduce Greg Dickinson to you. He is a serial entrepreneur and founder of SAS, a company. Um, actually, Amadim is the name of the company that we're going to be talking about today. He started his career in software Working as a pre-sales engineer, he loved the speed of the industry and enjoyed delivering product demonstrations to the newest, most innovative software to business buyers. And recently, he began to question why modern companies were giving demos in a way that was virtually identical to how he delivered his first demo in 1997. After he overheard his sons discussing, <clears throat> excuse me, after he heard his sons discussing the difficulties of finding specific information in the pre-recorded videos of their online college courses, Greg decided that instructional videos and product demonstrations needed to catch up to the modern world, and that's how we got started. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? Good. I, I'm feeling great, other than my voice gets shaky after doing Well, when you <laughs> talk for a living, <laughs> you're working that muscle all the time. I know it's pretty crazy, but um, you know what's interesting is um, when I when I was um, introduced to you, I believe by uh, my daughter's company, um, Jessica, Jessica Rhodes at uh, InterviewConnections.com. I said, "Man, this looks like a great interview because first of all, we're 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 similar in age. I'm on Act Three or Four. I think you said this is your Act Five, so we're not 21 anymore." But um, the thing that I've learned about sales and marketing is one of the most effective ways to actually engage prospects and actually close them is product demonstration, right? Because we can all talk, you know, we can all talk a blue streak. And, but when people actually see, I mean, that's, in a way, that's why infomercials are powerful. And that's why you, when you're walking through the car show or, or something, you end up buying a set of knives that you never thought you were going to buy. <laughs> because, I mean, that's really at the heart of it is product demonstration. So, um, tell me about, I'd love to go back real quick and, and just catch up. I know you were, um, I think you said you were in the Air Force and bring us up to when you got started uh, with this Act 5, this new company. Yeah, so yeah, I, I did. I was, in, I, went to, I was in the United States Air Force for five years and, 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 and uh, kind of got my technical background there and got into computer software and, and started from there. So I helped start a business called ViewTech in the, in the early 90s. I mean, that was all about, you know, before the internet, we were, how do you get a, if you're a small business, how do you get your business on the internet? So we kind of uh, use technology, Jim, to kind of just think about taking your business card. And remember, this is 1994. So uh, take your business card, type in some information in your database, and we would create a web page. So you would have your business would be on the web. We called it uh, ctbusiness.com when I was living in Connecticut at the time. And then that led us to e-commerce. And then um, I helped a, 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 a became an early employee at a company called Ariba that was a startup out in Silicon Valley. Uh, I was the first person hired outside of Silicon Valley um, in the pre-sales role because that was kind of, you know, my forte 
was to your point earlier, I really got a charge out of demonstrating, you know, what the software could do and how it would do it and, and getting people to, you know, seeing is believing, so to speak. So I spent eight great years at, at Ariba. You know, I kind of got my, my MBA and my doctorate in enterprise sales and marketing and, and, and just really got the bug for, uh, you know, for creating something from nothing. When I joined, they had no customers, you know, kind of when I left eight years later, it was a, you know, billion dollar you know, business and wow. with, you know, hundreds of, of customers and, and it went on to be sold to, you know, the SAP for like $4 billion. So uh, just, you know, an excellent, excellent time. Then I did a couple other startups. I helped the business move from uh, Tel Aviv to uh, the U.S. and, uh, you know, spent about a year just helping them do that um, as, as a consultant and then um, started another business in 2007 in the risk management space. So a, a, an old friend came to me with an idea of, uh, hey, you know, could we automate this particular business process. And, and interestingly enough, it was the business process she wanted to automate was performance management for large outsourced relationships. And, mm. um, you know, as we started down that journey, um, the technology was really good at doing that. But what we found is it was necessary to do a small little pivot. And, um, you know, we were out talking about performance management and every company came to us and said, well, gosh, before we can really worry about the outsource relationship and whether they're doing what they're supposed to be doing on a scorecard basis. We're more worried about the risk they pose to our business. And the kind of the light bulb went off and said, wow, we can, we can use the same technology to help businesses mitigate risks of working with third parties. So that was a seven year uh, venture there ended up being sold to private equity um, in 2014. Um, and then, you know, for our conversation before you started recording, uh, I, I always had a dream to get down back down in the South. Um, that's where I spent my Air Force years. So uh, we moved um, after the last child left college. We uh, left for college, I should say. We uh, moved to South Carolina, um, and and that's when I started Amadem about uh, about almost two years ago. Um, started the, the the number five. So I mean, you know, I interview a lot of people, and and sometimes they throw the word serial entrepreneur in their bio. And I'm like, okay, you really are a serial entrepreneur, which I, I, it's, I find fascinating because one of the things that, that I encounter as a coach is when people are struggling to grow whatever they're working on currently, it's because they're so unfocused and they're starting four other things before the, the you know, before the first one actually gains traction. I think what's serial entrepreneurs love to build and the chase and, and the hunt and everything. But then all of a sudden you got this, you got, if you have success, you have a company that you got to lead and run and manage. I think you really enjoy the building, don't you? I do. I do. And I, you know, it's kind of like I, I was with a group of friends over the, you know, the weekend and, and, and we, you know, in our neighborhoods, the new neighbors moved in and, and they, and they kind of, you know, looked at me and said, you know, like, gosh, you're, you're, you're in your fifties. Um, you know, you know, you have had some success. Why are you doing this? And I said, well, I'm one of the luckiest people in the world because my hobby is work. I love, you know, starting off, I've always been fascinated by the manufacturing industry where on the left-hand side is a, is a bunch of raw materials and on the right-hand side is a, a car, right? It just, it, it just fascinated me that, that that could start off on the left and then go through the process. And I think, you know, a company's the same way. So I, I just have fun collaborating, talking to customers, talking to, you know, to, to experts like yourself and, and learning every day that thirst for knowledge, that thirst for growth. And it just, you know, working with people and collaborating and 
you know, I'm not the I'm not the brightest bulb in the in the in the bunch for sure, but I will never be outworked, and that's kind of what's made you know allowed me to be successful. I just work hard at it, um, and and try my best to uh, to drive you know success for my customers first, my employees second, and then I know that revenue will take care of itself. You know, it's interesting in your bio. It said you heard you overheard your sons discuss, discussing certain difficulties in finding information. I don't know how old they are, if they're millennials or whatever, but what I picked up on that line was it's so key how different generations search and take in information differently. You know what I mean? I mean, there are people who are our age who, who would might want to sit down and actually read a book and hold the, hold the book, <laughs> you know, not scroll with their index finger. And then there's people who just want to search for videos or listen to podcasts. So consumers are all, you know, you can have a whole bunch of different consumers who might fit your, your avatar, but they're all consuming information differently. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's kind of the, you know, I was, I had moved down here to South Carolina. I was trying to figure out what my next move was going to be. And I was helping, you know, colleagues and friends in, in, in sales and pre-sales and the demo. And that was going on. And then at the same exact moment, it was, it was Thanksgiving weekend. I have two boys that went to, uh, went to Clemson and they came home and, you know, near and dear to a father's heart was dad. We take these online classes they're 90 minutes long. They're 14 weeks, and we really want to study for the final exam. So they had my attention when they brought up yes. the word study, right? So, so I'm like, well, what, what, what's the problem? I said, well, think about that, Dad. You know, it, it's 14 weeks, 90 minutes per week, and the teacher talked about, you know, let's just call it gross margin calculation on a, on a finance class. And we're like, gosh, we don't know which week. She talked about that, and gosh, we definitely don't know what segment of the 90 minutes, and we want to go back and, and, and re-listen to that. And, I'm, and I just casually said, well, just search the video. I mean, we're in a world today where you can go to Google and search for anything like that. That can't be done. And, and that, you know, that can't be done and kind of the, 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 the working with other companies on how to make a demo better and how to demonstrate the software better, those two things came together instantly. And I'm like, wow, we all, I don't care what age you are, you know, speed to clarity, speed to knowledge, where we kind of need to get to the answer faster than we did 20, 30, 40 years ago. And we don't have the necessarily the, the time to go through that process. So is there a way our attention spans are shorter? Is there a way that we could allow a product demonstration to be <clears throat> recorded and not have to listen to 60 minutes of it? Instead, ask a question of the video how does your software do this? Or in my son's case, show, you know, how do you do gross margin calculation? And it brings you to the right video out of the 14 and the 10 minute and 12 second mark where the professor was saying, okay, now we're going to talk about gross margin calculation. So that was kind of the epiphany of, hey, can we put those two things together and kind of, you know, automate that process that, you know, in your introduction, you said, you said it, I started to read in 1997. I would give a demo to you, Jim. And if you look at today, that's exactly how every software company does a demonstration. They get you on the phone, they meet you face to face, and they get behind a keyboard and they drive the demo. And, and, and Jim, that doesn't work in all cases today for you know, people in, in, in our um, experience, nor the younger generation that says, I, I got 10 minutes. I need to get all the information I can get in 10 minutes and not sit through an hour. I, can, I could go on forever why that process doesn't work, but you know, videotape you know it was invented and it had like stop play 
pause, rewind, and fast forward. And if you think of video today, that's exactly how we're using it. And what we've come up with is how do we add a conversational piece to that and kind of put Alexa on top of that so that Jim can learn faster and get to what he wants to out of a 60-minute you know, uh, uh, demonstration the technical buyer Jim can look at and find information very, very quickly. So I'm, I'm fascinated by this. My, my question is, is the, um, is, does your software over, like if I got a whole library of videos right now, does your software overlay that or do I have to create new training videos within your program that are then searchable by, by word? No, you could take, for example, if I, I could download one of your podcasts and upload it into our platform and we take care of it from there, right? So we break apart the kind of the audio and the video track. We, we uh, uh, translate, right, that audio into, into text, make it searchable. And then there's some magic on top of that, natural language processing, et cetera. But no, we can take, as a matter of fact, one of the tools we use to, to get people interested is I'll go to YouTube and I'll pull five or six, you know, demos or, or, or uh, videos that a company has made I'll pull them into our platform and I'll walk into a meeting and say, what do you want to know about yourself? And I'll type it in and it will find, you know, obviously if that topic was covered and it will find, you know, the exact moment where the CEO or the, the CMO or the salesperson was saying, you know, that topic. So it works, you know, that way. It doesn't need to be done. Nothing special. That is so um, hot. And, and on the, on, as a matter of fact, when you're demonstrating um, Amadin, just like you said, you walk into a CEO and like you pull up one of his, uh, keynotes or something and say, do you know what, do you know when you mentioned this and no, it's halfway through, well, I'll show you exactly. And you, and you do it. His eyes are going to like bug out how cool that is. Yeah, it was a, it's a cool story. So we were talking to a company in New Jersey and the CEO had done a podcast and it was a night podcast. And the, the host of the podcast said, Hey, just, you know, this is a casual, by the way, I'm drinking a more, more low. Right. And, and she asked the CEO, what are you drinking? And the CEO held up a can of Tab and said, I drink Tab. It's my drink of choice. Well, so when I did my demo, I walked in and said, by the way, Deb, um, what is it that you drink? And I typed that in there. And there it got to the exact part of the video where she was holding up the can saying, I drink Tab, reading over, right? They were like a customer the next day because it was just very fascinating for her to see that. That is so cool. So, you know, how, how can demonstrations, like how, do you teach people uh, in addition to the software, how to use demos? Um, to, to, and, okay, I have so many questions for you in limited time, but because I have a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners that listen to this program, but I, I suspect um, a, a really, really good target customer for you is going to be a bigger company. Is that true or? We have companies that are, you know, uh, less than a million dollars in revenue. We have companies that are approaching a hundred million dollars in revenue. We've got a couple that are approaching, you know, billion dollars in revenue. So okay. it, 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 think about it, Jim. If you are a software company, 97% of all software companies have a request a demo button on their website. The people that click on that button, which is usually about 10% of your web visitors, an astonishing 90% of those people will not fill out the form that pops up that, that is there to schedule the demo. So that's a bounce rate of nine out of 10 people will not complete that process. They don't want to, right? They, you know, and I know if I fill out that form, what's going to happen. And if you are a buyer 
early in a sales cycle for any company that you're going to, to look at software. You know, if Jim was out saying, hey, I want to look at some new software to help me navigate, uh, you know, as I take my boat from point A to point B and, and th there's some software that will help me, you know, uh, let's just say, you know, uh, get better fuel efficiency. Well, Jim, you're at the top of that funnel. You're looking to learn about the software. You don't want to fill out that form. So you're one of those people that would bounce. You're going to go get your information someplace else. So what we suggest is how about creating that demo? It could be a, a sales deck of X number of slides, record it, a couple demonstrations of your software, replace that request a demo button with a demo it now, demo on demand, Amadim, and allow Jim Palmer to be able to say, how does your software help me save fuel? Does it work with all engines? Does it work with inboards? Does it work with outboards? Does it work in the Atlantic Ocean? I'm making up questions here, but then Jim can look at those answers and be better educated and engage more with that company. That's what, you know, if you look at what content marketing and, and, and account-based marketing is all about, it's how do I make it personal for Jim? And there's no better way to do that than to allow Jim to drive the demo and, and be the person that's asking the questions and getting the answers. Um, and, you know, there's a reason why the average listen time on YouTube is two minutes and 37 seconds. That's kind of the three-minute mark is where you as a person can consume information in, in chunks. So that's kind of any company can use it because they're all trying to drive traffic to their website. Why? Well, to sell software. In, in our case, right, we're selling. It can be used for many, 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 many types of companies. And we're focused on, on software right now. Back to that you know, earlier comment you made of focus, right? Focus yeah. is, is critical in, in building a business. You can't be everything to everybody or then you end up being, you know, nothing to everybody. You know, I think um, just a comment, but, um, you know, I think you're, for you to take this company to huge heights, you almost need to approach it in your own sales capacity, Greg, from different perspectives. There are people that are searching software as a, as a means to, accomplish something. I need software to do this or get us some software to do that. But there are also people who aren't searching the actual word software. They're searching, searching, searching how to close, how to close faster, how to demo better and things like that. So I'm, I'm sure you're probably all over that in the SEO space of, of your own company, but it proving my earlier point that, you know, people will search information different ways. And you're right. Uh, my wife, Stephanie, says I have the patience of a gnat. And you said the average YouTube video is two minutes. I think I give it about 10, 12 seconds to get me engaged. You know, my generator, my generator, my boat stopped working last weekend. And I, you know, I go down there and, that, and I immediately go to YouTube and I start searching some of the yachting forums and stuff, looking for information. And if somebody's boring the hell out of me for about 10 seconds, I'm moving on. Even if that answer was within their, their 12 minute video. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I think you're sitting on a huge, huge thing here. Yeah. And it's, you know, to your example, right, you go to YouTube today and when you search for, you know, help with generator, it gives you a list of 50 videos and you have to click on each one of them, listen, make a determination. Oh, is this person going to be, is this the right kind of video? Is, is eventually, are they going to tell me how to fix my generator? Instead, if it, you could search inside those those videos to say, you know, this is the person that's going to exactly follow the gym, follow these six steps to determine what, what part of your generator is not working. Boom. Right. That would be much more meaningful for you. It gets you to, 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 to what you're looking for to the problem you're trying to solve. And I, I, I remind people all the time when someone comes to your website, marketing has done an incredible job, you know, driving awareness and driving traffic. But when they get there, 
they kind of have something on their mind, right? They're looking, otherwise they wouldn't have gone to your website. They're looking to gain knowledge. They're looking to learn something. You know, why do people go to, you know, your dream business radio, right? Because they're, they're looking to, to learn something. And, and I personally like to, you know, like to learn this way. I like to listen because it's better than the, you know, talk radio in the car, right? So um, it's a, it's an avenue for me to learn. And, you know, I, I think that's the same thing that you're hitting on right there is how do you get that information uh, presented faster um, and starting a business. The other side of the coin is the, 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 the demo process, the, the product experience process is expensive, right? A good demo person is not, you know, a, a cheap resource. So if you're a small business and you want to engage more businesses, you can lower your cost. Cost of, ac- cost, cost of customer acquisition is spiraling up out of control right. Right. And so if you want to engage more customers in a cost effective way, you know, our software demos could be, you know, less than $10. The average demo with someone on the phone, if you're paying them, you know, a salary and sales on the phone, et cetera, it's a couple hundred dollars. Right. And, you know, we all know that not everyone's going to buy your software that gets a demo. So there's ways to lower that, 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 that revenue for any size business. Right. And that to your point earlier, that's why we see the small and the large, right? For different reasons, but they're all trying to do the same thing, right? Engage more buyers at a, at a lower cost um, and, and, and at a better, um, you know, product knowledge perspective. Because you you said it, said it earlier, the product is really where it's at, right? People are, are really here to learn and see your product. So hey, you Greg, get it, you get it, you're right there. You said that uh, you the average YouTube's like two minutes and a few seconds. Has, do you, how do you see um, the Amadin, Amadin software changing that? Um, do you think it'll still be potentially around the same time frame, but it'll be much more effective because they actually find the content they're looking for within a 12-minute video? Or do you think that it'll keep them engaged longer? I, we, we, see, you know, we see both, right? So I think that you know, what I said was that the, the average watch time right on YouTube is 2 minutes and 37 seconds. The average video is, is 15, 20, gosh, some of them are hours long, right? So you know, someone, like for example, a webinar is sometimes an hour long. They upload that whole thing. People will listen to two, th- two to three minutes of that in different chunks. And so you know, I think what, we'll, what we're finding is that um, that 60-minute video is valuable, some people may opt to listen to the whole thing, but you know, Jim, different people are wanting to watch that webinar for different reasons. In the software world, a technical buyer, a finance buyer, a business buyer, uh, an analytical buyer, right? They may want to only hear certain segments of that 60 minutes. So this allows them to participate. We see viewership in our demos going up because people can get to the sections that are of interest to them. Therefore, the content is more personal and more meaningful. Um, and, you know, it allows that, you know, the number of times something is viewed from, a, again, I'm not on YouTube, I'm on customers' websites and, you know, inside sales using our technology. But, but we see the, 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 the rampant increase of video across all mediums, right? You know, all the different social mediums and the LinkedIn's of the world and, and, and video and YouTube. You know, I, I don't remember the statistic of how much videos are uploaded per minute, but people want to consume it. But rarely do people consume the whole, you know, the whole thing. That's why you and I probably both, you know, have a DVR at home, right? We don't want to sit through the, 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 the hour-long TV show. We want to get the whole yes. thing done in, you know, 28 minutes. <laughs> so I've, I've only got like four more minutes. I, I definitely need you to give out your information. I'm going to try and get in one, one more quick question. Um, you know, one of the things I see a lot of people doing these days, um, 
it probably showed my age a little bit with the disdain in my voice, but they're trying to just make everything automated. You know, people, oh, I, I sent out an email and, and I didn't build a six-figure business. You know, I'm being a little facetious there, but, you know, so it's, t it's trying to use technology to replace, you know, the human interaction. I believe what you're doing with Amadin is using technology to increase the customer interaction because it's going to be much more likely they're going to want to reach out and talk to somebody because it's clear that this company may have the answer. Do, do I get that right? I, I, I agree. hundred percent. Right. The, the, today, you know, let, let's just use a quick example, Netflix and Blockbuster, right? Blockbuster and Netflix have the same exact product, a movie. What Netflix did is they removed the friction from the buying process. Netflix became big. You can say the same thing with Uber. They removed the friction from acquiring a ride. It's the same ride, yellow cab or Uber, same thing, right? Point A to point B. So to your point, what we're trying to do is let's remove that friction in the buying process so that your buyer right, is happier and more engaged at the right re for the right reasons with the right people instead of putting them through this friction process of, of leads and lead scoring and lead nurturing and forms and all this stuff. Let's call it that. Okay. Sounds good. Hey man, I, I got to have you back, Greg. I am fascinated with this. I, I mean, I love technology, but to the degree that technology can help you do better business and, you know, taking out the, the human part of the equation is I don't think ever a good idea, but I think you can really help to close that gap. So I'd love to have you back in a couple months. All right. Love it. Love it. So how can people connect with you and, and learn more about Amadim, Amadim in the meantime? Yeah, Greg Dickinson, and our web address is Amadim. And if you forget that, it's my demo spelled backwards. So O-M-E-D-Y-M.com. Um, or my email is gdickinson, D-I-C-K-I-N-S-O-N, at Amadim.com. Thanks my, so much. My yeah. demo backwards. That's pretty good. Because <laughs> you're flipping the flipping the 100-year-old the uh, tradition of demos on its head or something like that, which is kind of what you're doing. Dude, anyway, thanks, thanks, for so that, thanks for that close. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Greg Dickinson, the, uh, the genius behind uh, Amadim, which is my demo spelled backwards. Um, if you are if you are connected with me here on Dream Business Radio and we're not connected on social media, I'm everywhere. Um, kind of my home base is Facebook, and you can join my free Facebook community, which is Build Your Dream Business Now. Build Your Dream Business Now. The easy way to get there is DreamBizGroup.com. DreamBizGroup.com. That is it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.